Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff! We have a liftoff! Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. The show about the show. The show within the show. And there are two different ways to get this podcast on its own iTunes feed or radio.com feed or podcast feed everywhere that podcasts are available. Just search permission granted or on the normal DA show podcast feed. It just kind of filters in with the rest of the DA show episodes on a normal day. So check us out there. And we are in the middle now of the 12 DAs of Christmases. So let's start there. The first two days, I wonder if we have not been given evidence of recency bias, which we always try. We always try to guard against, but we've seen this in the past. We've had two of the first four out, and today's first four, Tuesday's first four out, was my rant imitating the little kid in spring training Yankees fan that was upset that Manny Machado might sign with a rival team or that the Yankees might sign a former Red Sox player and says, doesn't happen. And then we kind of morphed into you being that kid. And it ended up being a pretty funny bit, and it didn't even make the top 12. Hysterical. Now, I will take this a couple ways. Every one of these from 12, and then if you want to count the first four out, are going to be hysterical. If you're not keeled over laughing or at least just amazed by the oddness, you know, whatever... you know, if you will, warrants a 12 DA. Most memorable. Most memorable. So most of them... They're going to be the funniest. No, but most of them are really funny. And some of them are just, wow, I can't believe that happened. Jaw-dropping moments. And Joey Chestnut. You go down a line. A Torg Bellinger. A Torg Bellinger. That's basically it. So I guess my point would be, you would expect some kind of crazy reaction to all of these. I mean... You start doing the math on how many, se- you know, what is it, 12 segments, 15 segments a show, times by how many shows you do, and how much goes into each one, yada, yada, yada. So when you get it down to 16, those have to be really memorable. So even though you're you're slapping your knees and dying laughing, that doesn't necessarily mean like there was recency bias, although there could be. I will let you in on a little, what I believe to be a fallacy of the 12 DAs, though, mm. when it comes to this. I have been there with every vote with you for the last seven years, eight years, and over the last two years, I think the 12DA process has been more streamlined. I think the votes have been tallied more correctly. I think there's a better point system. I think we've gone from the bowl championship series to the college football playoff. Mm. I think there's more, more worthy winners. More worthy winners. That being said, I think we have gotten lazier on listening and going back and reliving the moments before we cast our votes. I agree, and I, I'm a victim of this. I did not go back and listen right. to all 12. And I stated to everybody when I sent an email, because I sent a whole staff to the email, uh, our whole email to all our staff on the show, hey, here is where all these files are saved. I gave you freaking two weeks to go back and listen. 
And I don't think there was a soul out there on that email that went back and listened. I think they just went by what they remembered and what they remembered laughing at and didn't relive the moment. You're right. And you know how we correct this next year? We take the best 90 seconds of the 12 and attach it to that email. So that you just got to listen to the 90 seconds. Because some of those clips are like seven minutes long. Right. You do 12 of those, you could be there an hour and a half. Right. So I'm just going back through a lot of them to give the production pieces to Doug. And I think you can really summarize how funny something was, the peak of it, within 60 to 90 seconds. Probably. I think next year we should do that and make sure, did you listen to all of them? It's kind of like a Heisman ballot. Hey, go back and look at the numbers. Go back and watch the tape. <laughs> Don't just off the top of your head, oh, I think he was the best player. Go back and re- right. Go see what he did versus Louisiana Tech on the third weekend in September. You're right. And I think the 90 seconds works. What I never want to get away from, and you'll notice that a lot of the clips in the first four out, since they're the first four out, they're less and less. And as the list builds, you'll hear more and more of the segments. I don't ever want to boil down a 12 DA to 90 seconds. It works for hitting purposes, but the point of a 12 DA is not to just play a snippet of an epic fail. You want to relive the actual moment. And if if it ends up being four or five minutes, I don't have a problem with that, but they have to be worthy uh, to that point. But yeah, boiling it down to 96, I think could work. I, Again, I think if you're just filling out a ballot, like you're sitting in the upper deck in Cincinnati, punching holes, and who's going to go to the All Star game? Maybe you're not for. Maybe you're forgetting what Jeff Kent did on a Sunday afternoon earlier in May. You know what I mean? And that's where recency bias comes in. And I do think our listeners, as you point out, I'm sure we're going to get to them when they they're in love with do bears have tails. Well, I mean, they remember that from a month ago. And maybe they don't remember what we just laughed at about with Machado in yes. February. And I think they're victims of that as well. And we are privy to. All of the moments because we have access to all the audio. Right. They don't. Right. So maybe there has to be a point next year where we post the 90 seconds of audio with each one of them so people can kind of relive it. Although the unveiling of the 12 DAs on the air is kind of the best part that people had heard something in 10 months and right. they get to hear it again. Right. So, but that, so then again, I think we might be doing it right with the listeners, wrong by us. And I think we would trust our instincts if we listened to it. But because a lot of us didn't go back and listen to it, we see the way the fans are voting, and maybe we're not trusting our instincts as much. I will say I think it's a very sturdy top 12. I think sometimes we've had a top-heavy top 12. Right. One, two, three, really great. Four through eight, okay. Nine through 12, fine. I think this year there's one through eight, nine, very deep. Maybe not the Torg Bellinger right. stacked at the top, top-heavy year. I would agree. I think this 12DA, this was the most, uh, re- if you will, what do you call them, candidates we've ever had. I've never saved over 30 candidates before. And I saw some of the ones that didn't even make the top 16, right. 12 in the first four out. There's some good stuff that got left out. Exactly. So I think what ends up happening is the year 2019 ends up being like the Rip Hamilton Bo Wallace Pistons that won a championship where maybe you don't have you don't have Shaq and Kobe where that's Torg Bellinger but you have such a deep loaded roster plays good team ball and yeah. you end up winning a championship that way and I think that's what these 12 DAs are deep roster really good executed well but ultimately not the shining star which I think makes intrigue for the top I there's there's no clear cut number 1 where last year, remember, we were doing this podcast last year. I, I said for months, nope, it's Thor Ballinger, nothing could beat it. I don't think that was last year, though. I think that was... Oh, that was last year. It was? Because that was off eating the crow after oh, the Eagles right. won the Super Bowl. You're right. So that was spring of 18. Yeah. Hmm. Well, one of our listeners, actually a couple of them, brought up Will 
Taco Bell Bisque, Bell Bisque DeVoe be included in this year's 12 DAs. Technically, we had not unf- we had not started the countdown of the 12 DAs. Right. So there was a bit of a gray area here. If we wanted to mix and match candidates, we could have put the 12 DAs, we could have added the Bell Bisque DeVoe. But you said candidates are finalized. Vote hasn't been finalized, but candidates, so essentially candidates are now closed. And it's what we just discussed to start this permission-granted podcast, recency bias. If we threw Del Bisque DeVoe in there, right as we were all casting our votes, what are most of us going to do? We're going to write it right into the top five because it's the freshest thing in our mind. It wowed us. People got sick. Uh, There was obviously (laughs) some kind of E. coli. There was something that happened. And it would go right in the top five without letting it give it time to marinate. Had it happened a month earlier and it still was there, that's fine. Once we already have the 12 DAs on our mind, you just can't parachute in and put it there. It's got to work for next year, and it will be tested. This theory will be tested a year from now. How we look back on the Taco Bell bisque, it fell into a really gray area, but ultimately, uh, I think also I was not going to do any extra work once that was there either. So, candidacy had closed. You had to be in the system prior to Thanksgiving. I think that's Thanksgiving week, but... Voting had not been closed yet. Right. Because you have to remember, we start this the Monday we come back from Thanksgiving basically every year, depending on what day Christmas falls and days off. I There's a lot of editing that goes into this. There's a lot of pulling things. There's work that goes into this. Mm. It's the most work I do all year. <laughs> I can't be given 24 hours notice to do the work. So, yeah, by Thanksgiving week, if it hasn't occurred, I know there's still a month till Christmas. Just the way the list works, it can't be counted yet. On that point, you are fighting this tooth and nail. Last week's PGP was a little confusing because you and I had the reaction on uh-huh. side A, and then you and Bogus had a preview of the best the Bisque on side B. We really should have flopped those. You right. and Bogus should have been side A. We should have been side B. The reaction, though, you got sick, I got sick, Bilotti got sick, Bogus got sick, everybody got sick, and even... Kaplan got sick, and you're fighting the idea that this was your bisque. Correct. However, we have a control group, and that is Kaplan. Once he saw us getting sick, he didn't eat the tacos. He just ate the bisque, and he felt sick as well. All right. I've I've done a lot of my own market research on this, <laughs> okay. okay? And I was prepared to release it because you guys discussed a lot of this on Wednesday, and I wasn't with you on Wednesday. I was in for Bill Ryder that day, and I listened to a lot of the show driving around, doing some errands and stuff. And it really started to bother me. So I said, "I look, if I was wrong here, I will admit I'm wrong. Over the last week, I've conducted a lot of market research. I haven't discussed this with Pete. I haven't discussed this with Bilotti. I've pulled some random people. Pete is Bilotti. I'm sorry, Bogish <laughs> and Bilotti. I've pulled some random people that work here at CBS Sports Radio <laughs> FAN. Wow. And I've also done some research at home. Uh-huh. Okay. I want you to know that I had a separate bisque that was part of the same batch that was left at home because it was a big hit at home between my wife and her cousin, as was mentioned on the Permission Granted podcast. That bisque by Thanksgiving was completely gone. Most of it eaten by my wife, who couldn't get enough of it with her pregnancy Taco Bell cravings. She, who got sick at everything during pregnancy, did not get sick from the bisque. Did not. Now, if your point is going to be, was it refrigerated? Yes, it was. That was the key. But it was still sitting. So, okay, I hear that. There are at least six people that have told me that are not affiliated with the show, that were not aware of our bit that they will no longer order from the place we order tacos from because they always feel like they get nauseous after they eat it. So they've had that taco place before? 
Yes. And I remember myself kind of feeling like, and I forgot about it because I hadn't had it in so long, and that's why I hadn't had it in so long. And it seems to be a developing situation that the place we ordered tacos from is off the do not call list <laughs> around here because p- every time people order it, they end up feeling like, ugh, something isn't sitting right here. And I was honest about that. I said it was a questionable place to order the tacos from. Right. But to me, if Kaplan didn't order the okay. tacos and felt sick, it can't be the tacos. I think what we have here with Cap, and this will be my closing, if I was going to inv- finish the investigation, <laughs> I think Cap saw us all get sick, was not part of the room or anything, Got rid of the taco, wanted to try the bisque, and I think in the back of Cap's mind, he just didn't trust it, and I question whether he was really sick or having a mental game played on him that he thinks he's sick. So you don't think leaving out a dairy-based product for eight hours at room temperature might get us sick? I heard, I believe it was the tweeter that tweeted at you about the the milk curdling and, and that being a myth. I, heavy whipping cream is a different purified dairy than milk. <laughs> And the heavy whipping cream, as long as mixed with something like that, it's like buying a sour cream-based dip, which we all have that. You can leave it sitting on the counter out watching football all day. Like if you, you think you can leave whipping cream out all day? If you leave a sour cream dip, because it's the same consistency as whipping cream, I've looked up all this dairy stuff, <laughs> and you put it out there and you make a French onion dip, say, with it. Because basically that's what we did. We mixed other stuff with You're mm. using the cream as a base. Mm. You put it out on noon on a Saturday. By 5.30 halftime, if you haven't put that in the refrigerator and you're still dipping ruffles in it later, not a soul is leaving your football party sick from it. It's the same thing that happened here with this bis. <laughs> well, I think we combined too many questionable items, okay? Well, of course. There's a reason this is on everybody's... And that's what I think got us sick. I think your bisque, likely fresh, was fine, and Danielle ate it and refrigerated it was fine. I think once you took it to the next day unrefrigerated... It became slightly questionable. We added uh, tacos to it from a questionable place. Dirty tacos. That added some questions as well. The ingredients in the taco bisque, the Taco Bell bisque, are Taco Bell roll tacos, which are questionable in themselves. So I just think we added a lot of things that put together, you know, it's like putting Jameis Winston with a bad defense. You know, you just know he could turn it over. The defense is going to give up a lot of points. It's just a bad combination. One of the three things could work, but all the three things is a potential for disaster. Okay, then I just want to end it with this. I think in talking to everybody, we all probably felt about the same. We felt like garbage, but it wasn't devastation. Our days weren't completely ruined. There was definitely lightheadedness. There was definitely some nausea. But it wasn't, let's face it, you weren't sitting on the bathroom for 10 hours. It you wasn't, told me you you had to run to the bowl after the PGP. I did have to run. But, it, I mean, it was one-stop one shopping. It you, wasn't you, like you I had to keep that, checking in. You told me that Pete couldn't leave the office because he had to go to the bathroom. He was very worried about what would happen. But ultimately, what I'm saying is... You this, said you had a splitting headache. A splitting headache. All right. Look, in hindsight, yes, it felt bad. But I'm saying it could have been worse. What I'm trying to tell you is I would like... And it doesn't have to be done necessarily on the show. Maybe this is for a PGP. Conduct the same experiment. I want to remake the bisque. I want to refrigerate it like I did. I want to have the same amount of time that we brought it out. And I want to get, let's say, tacos from Chipotle instead of the tacos from this place. I'd like to dip it, and I would like to see if everybody else feels sick afterwards. I would say. The point is, I think we could do that because I don't think we died from it. No, no, we didn't. I would say if you made the bisque, you had refrigerated it, and we got high-quality tacos, we probably feel fine. Okay, so what I'm telling you is let's get high-quality tacos, but I go through the same process of not refrigerating during the commute. I don't know if you want to delve into that again. Do you? Is anybody going to eat unrefrigerated Taco Bell bisque again? I would do it again. I would do it again. And just to prove that it was the tacos.
I have, it's my name and my cook. I have an up the gut column at CBSSportsRadio.com. My reputation was on the line. I just think. I took calls on it. We, we tested fate one too many times there. Okay. I'm willing to test again. Evil can evil kept jumping. Look, let's try out this new little thing that that White Castle has. Uh, we'll see if you you gave this to my attention. I did. We'll, we're going to bring this up on the air. There's a little White Castle holiday recipe. Before we get out of here, though, can you believe Pete the Body Bilotti hated the baby race that much from New Orleans? Yeah, once I watched it and I saw it unfold, I thought it was great. And I think if I was in an arena, I would love it. Pete didn't like the idea of shelling out your kids. I will give Pete credit for consistency if he thinks about Peter Schwartz that way. But ultimately, Pete, they're babies. They don't know that what they're doing. And they'll probably look back. If Pete's dad did that with him at a Nick game and his dad got a John Starks jersey or something like that, <laughs> do you think if he showed Pete the video looking back, Pete would be mad at his dad for renting him out and not just sitting there going to the concession stand? Or do you think Pete would think it was really cool? So I think there's a little hypocrisy there with Pete. I can't. What are babies at a basketball game good for besides maybe winning you a gift certificate? You, they, they're not watching the game. Right. They're on your lap, so they're just annoying. They could be crying. And on that note, it wasn't brought up. Why are that many babies at a basketball game? I don't game? know. Don't you wait till the kid's like four before you take them to a game? Is it possible that these babies were recruited before the game and they offered all the parents free tickets to come? Maybe. Because, yeah, that's like 10 babies what are the at odds a Pelicans game. You get game? that many babies in there. <laughs> Probably. That's probably true. There's no, I don't even think I've ever seen a baby in an NBA game. Right. And now we just happen to have 10 and all 10 agreed to go crawl on the dirty floor and go win a Drew Holiday jersey. (laughs) Seems a bit like a reach. All right. That's side A. Here comes side B with Andrew Bogish. All right. Welcome into side B of the PGP. This is Mraz, host of side B and the executive producer of the DA show, joined. In this holiday season, with holiday spirit, with a beard starting to look like Santa himself, Andrew Bogish. Andrew, hello. Sean, how are you? Thanks for having me, as always. <laughs> My beard says hello as well. Your beard says hello. All right, well, we're in the thick of 12 DAs of Christmas season. So, DA and I on side A just had a nice discussion where we are not going to reveal what's coming out at the top of the list, although there should be you know, notes that a lot of fans, if you will, and listeners of the show... Maybe voting in directions where we didn't vote okay. towards the top of the list. But a lot of stuff more recently. And specifically, the, the listeners seem to love Bear Do Bears Have Tails, which is very recent. Right. And I picked a bone with DA. And I know you haven't heard it yet because the PGP hasn't been released. And I, I want to ask you the same thing. I sent an email to our entire show staff with all of the candidates and where they were saved. And I don't believe a single one of you went back and even tried to listen to a clip and just went off memory. And I have to wonder if that is hurting the vote count of the 12 DAs. Well, now, I, I guilty as charged. I did not go back and listen to any of them because they're all basically in my head already. Some I was surprised were still this year. Right. They do, they do. I mean, the beginning of the year does feel like a long time ago. Right. Um, Which, so, by the way, we already have two candidates for next year. Right. The Bisque and Pete complaining about babies crawling, which we can get to in just a moment. Um, so I, I, I get your point. I do. Um, it's, a, it's a fair assessment. Although, I, And maybe what I'm more guilty of is I tried to spread my votes around with a little more variation. Like I didn't want them all to be just us. Right. I didn't want them to all be just recently. I didn't want them all to be 
with all due respect, based on you thinking something wrong about the way the oh, earth works. I, I agree. So like I so that like seems there, to be a common thread. If you were just doing a straight value judgment of my top 12, it might not be the top 12 moments. Like I tried to spread it around. Like there are some obvious ones that have to be in there. But like votes like 8 through 12, I tried to give more for variety than for just sheer deserving a top spot. And that's why there's multiple people voting because everybody goes through their own strategy. And I think what you have there is a great strategy. And I try to take those into account as well where I think if you have your slam dunk top five, right, because you're going to go 12 and then you have four out, when you get to your top five, that should be, hey, these are the five most memorable moments. I use that number strict. When I get from six on – I am with you in the factor that, like, I factor in, well, we're going to p- play these day after day after day. Do you want something to sound very similar three straight days, or do you want some variety? So I will admit, I think that 6 through 12 may not necessarily be set in stone that, like, this is definitely the sixth best moment right? where there's some variety. But I do think there's some in the top five. And I know I asked you this a couple weeks ago, but now that we've started playing some of the first couple out— do you still hold true in when you think of the year 2019 in DA, you think blank? Yes. I Yeah, nothing has changed the top of my list. Um, what did you guys play? We played DA making fun of the kid who made fun of Manny Machado. Yeah, not that one. The, and I've already forgotten what the, the first The mascot one? No, the mascot one was stuck in the chimney. That's okay. not going to be on the list. So, something you guys played the other day. I was like, oh, that that's funnier than I remember it being. Was and that made, the uh, the arguing over the caddy? But that was a lot of money. Uh yes, with your yeah. stupid Mickey Mouse voice. Yes, yeah. So like that made me rethink like the back half of my list. But again, that would have been another thing based on you screaming at the top of your voice. Correct. So I, I still might have kept it out, but that did make me rethink like my last couple of choices. Nothing that was not on my list. That one. Nothing could ever come clean without debate. Now, as I mentioned, we have a candidate for next year, and I'm sure. Were you in the studio when Pete went on his whole baby rant? I, no, I missed it all together Monday because Monday was also serving the role of Brad Heller. Okay. So I almost never, I, I only listen like from near my updates so I know to come when I should come in. But Pete went off the air on Monday, but I think it got brought up on Tuesday on the air. Did yeah. you hear it on the air? I heard most of it on Tuesday, yes. Okay. But it was new to me Tuesday. All right. So you hadn't known that Pete was already angry about this. No. I mean, I knew he was angry in general. I didn't know what the specific target was yesterday. And obviously, we know with Pete and Trash Tuesdays, he has some very off-the-wall things <laughs> that bother him in life. Yeah. And the baby thing was not part of his Trash Tuesdays, although his Trash Tuesdays about cozying up with a fire. <laughs> it's just another one for the record books. But Pete, on the babies crawling, you are somebody with two young children, so I'm curious yeah. to get your actual thoughts on this. Does Pete have some credible that we should just not be using babies as props, or uh, does Pete need to lighten up a bit? Yeah, I think Pete needs to lighten up a bit, just just, <laughs> just in general. I, I just, I've known Pete now for a long time. You've known him even longer than me. Right, I, I have. But I've, but I've worked with Pete every single morning now for almost seven full years because he and I have always had this early morning shift. That's a good chunk of your lives right. together. Through all of the different variations. Plus, we've done a lot of commuting together as well. So I, I see Pete a lot. That's and a I lot get a, of Bilotti. I get a lot of Bilotti. Um, so I, I've tried to work with him on just not wasting energy and emotions on things that don't matter at all. Like people sitting at a fire and babies crawling across the court at a basketball game. Cause the babies don't know what's going on. Like that's not a competition. And, and that was kind of his problem with it. Right. 
Like they don't think like it's like they don't think anything's go like they just where's my mom? Where's my dad? Where's oh there's my rattle, let me go get it. Right. Like they're not really victims in this because they don't know what's happening. Exactly. And for anybody who listens to the show and might think certain things are shtick and we're putting on, let me tell you something about Pete and this baby thing. This sat with him, and he was ticked off for a I good know. 24 hours. So much so that we had discussed it Monday off the air, and he just wouldn't have any of it. And me and DA hadn't fully seen it yet. And it, that's why it became a segment Tuesday, because he was so passionate about it. And DA and I had finally watched the event and thought, oh, that's kind of cool. And that really ticked off Pete. But his reasoning of what you should be doing instead of the baby race, go enjoy the concession stand. Right. Like, first of all— Pete, you're, you're paying money to, to go to a game you want to be entertained. All right, halftime comes— Going to the bathroom or going to the concession stand is not necessarily entertainment, but sometimes you just want to sit in your seat and not stand on lines. You're also allowed to do those things still. Right. They're not like, no one move and watch the babies crawl. Like, it's not a one or the other thing. You could do whatever you want. You could stay and watch the babies and laugh at the cuteness, or you can go enjoy the concession stands or the bathroom or whatever. You don't have, when he said that, I'm like, does he think that people were trapped in their seats? Like, there's they're, still have freedom of choice in these situations. It's remarkable. And he thinks fans should be spending $12 on a hot dog or smelling a bunch of drunk people's urine over watching a couple babies crawl on a yeah. floor, which is something I, I, I don't really fully understand. All right, before we let you go, Trash Tuesday, I also went off on Rudolph the Red-Nosed yeah, Reindeer. Yeah. And you had a problem with my... Uh, not like in Hermes construction plan for his dentist. And right. Look, I I just want to clear something up. I understand that they were flying reindeer, but flying reindeer are part of the tale that is Santa Claus. It's part of the mystique. It's part of it all. I know that it's ridiculous that reindeer would fly at my age. <laughs> okay. okay. It might have took me a little while to get there. You guys thinking that should have been my biggest problem. No, 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 no. We know the backdrop of the fairy tale that is Santa. I think the surrounding parts of that where they go so off the rails of things that don't make sense I'm sorry, I think was ridiculous, and I don't think you fully understood that part of my emotion towards it. No, I mean, I I understood what was going on. I still, it still, it makes me laugh that you can overlook the beginning ridiculous premise and get bothered by things that are like on the third or fourth level of the story. Because by the third or fourth level, everything else should like be, hey, we got it, it's above board. So at some point, you want them to get into reality, like yes. on the back end. See, now... The whole thing can't fly off the handle. But see, this is but this is how my head works. Like I've never I've never loved like true action movies. Okay. Because if it's like at some point, if it's based in reality, then you have to like stay in reality. Like I remember um I think it's one of the minority report or the um, Mission Impossible movies. Okay. Where Tom Cruise is on like a runaway train and it explodes and instead of like the train car explodes. Instead of killing him in the explosion, it shoots him forward onto the other train car, which is now safe, and it keeps going away from the fire. He's a human being. That can't happen. (laughs) But, But if you start at a place that is completely unrealistic, I'll give you anything. So like Avatar, Star Wars, things that are based in places that don't exist, times that don't exist, like... Even Game of Thrones. It's all nonsense. So anything then is on the table. But if you start in like 2019 New York City with a movie, you've got to have guys 
living in the like in the reality of now. See, I like one escape from reality throughout because I think it's supposed to mesmerize you. You got it's got you got to be all in or all out. So no, like I Rain, think, like Rudolph is all out. It's 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 all make believe basically. I'm, I'm put, so do we do we give him whatever you want here? But here's the difference: a kid is watching Rudolph, still thinking Santa exists, right? Does that kid now just think that you could build a dentist's office in a week? And no, I don't. I don't think. I don't think that's my, my eight-year-old daughter read that much into it. I don't think that's a real. That's almost a Bilotti level concern here. There's no. I think there's certain kids that will look into this and go, "Daddy, I don't believe Hermie can open up this dentist." And when we, and I don't believe the abominable snowman can fall, survive a fall off the cliff. <laughs> and I don't believe his only tool is that he can put a star. It on It took a tree. you until now to think that, though, Sean. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm just getting older and right, more Baby cynical. Sean wasn't like, Dad, I'm going to be a dentist tomorrow. Uh, but my baby, I'm going to teach her. Hey, you can't build a dentist office that quick, so I don't think it's that easy. you got to go to school. Okay. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for the PGP. You can follow Andrew Bogus on Twitter. I should probably mention the parents shouldn't let their children listen to this version of the podcast, but hopefully no kids will ever listen to this yeah, podcast. I would think so. I hope. Fingers crossed. Yeah. I once burped and passed gas on it, so. And got suspended afterwards. <laughs> he gets it for that. For that. For that. The wacky world of the DA show. <laughs> follow Andrew Bogus on Twitter. At Andrew Bogus. You can follow me on Twitter at Marat CBS. Have a great week, everyone. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.